Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Wednesday, July 13th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. First, my apologies for missing Monday's podcast. I'm in Texas, and it's been 110 to 112 on the real feel for I don't know how long, and I got dehydrated and wound up in the emergency room on Monday, so I couldn't do the podcast. And while I normally would make it up yesterday, the day after, it was my birthday, and so, yep, I took the day off. Here I am today, back again with you, and eager to talk about a very important concept. And the concept is cognitive dissonance, because not only is its meaning important, but what it's doing to us is probably one of the most important things we can become aware of at this time if we want to positively affect our personal lives and the nation's life going forward. So let me first talk about what cognitive dissonance is. It's actually a mental discomfort that happens when we hold two beliefs or values that are incompatible with each other. And it's the inconsistency between the two of them, meaning what we think versus how we behave, that cause us to have unease. Cognitive dissonance can be extremely distressing because we inherently prefer our world to make sense. Therefore, what we frequently do is go through some kind of mental gymnastics in response to having cognitive dissonance in order to make things make sense again. So let me give you some examples of cognitive dissonance, real basic, so that we can wrap our brains around what it is and then talk about it on a more global scale. Let's take eating for an example of what cognitive dissonance looks like. We all know that eating healthy and maintaining a balanced weight for our particular size and build is a healthful thing to do. But we eat fast food, we eat junk food, we eat late at night, we don't exercise enough, and we cause ourselves health problems and in some instances, early death as a result of our behavior. Well, knowing that we should eat healthy and exercise, etc., but also knowing that we don't follow any of the behavioral paths that would cause that to happen creates cognitive dissonance. And we jump through all kinds of hoops. We say things like, you know, well, uh, you know, I don't have time to, to put together a balanced meal, or I can carry more weight than the chart says I can because my bones, are, whatever it is, we make up, we go through those mental gymnastics. So now maybe you have a sense of what cognitive dissonance is. Another example would be that we know, we believe that being financially responsible is the right thing to do, but we go into credit card debt and automobile purchasing debt and house purchasing debt and personal loan debt in order to live lifestyles we can't really afford. And so then we go through those mental gymnastics of how we rationalize the cognitive dissonance between what we know, 
what we believe, and then what we do. Pretty basic examples. Now let's talk about what the world looks like right now and why we feel the way we feel. Because I also want to talk about what cognitive dissonance does for us or to us and how problematic that can be when we justify or rationalize destructive behavior. We all know that drugs are bad. We know that prostitution is bad. We know that lying is bad. We know that pornography is bad. We know that human trafficking and sex trafficking is bad. But we hear about Hunter Biden. We hear about the president's son. We see actual videos of him doing these things. We listen to him lying based on what we know from what we see and what we read and what has been authenticated, even by the kinds of newspapers like the Washington Post and the New York Times that normally don't cover such things. They've even acknowledged, right, that the laptop is real and what's on it is real. So we turned a blind eye to that. We don't want to look at that story. It means too much personal responsibility to look at that story. And yet that story conflicts with everything we know to be true about all of those possible behaviors that he's participating in. We know that valuing life is important. We know that hurting children is inexcusable. We know that adversely harming a select class of people is wrong, and it's a violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. But we advocate for abortion. People are out there screaming for the right to abort, to kill babies, even those about to be born. And using any word other than baby to try to rationalize that away is part of the cognitive dissonance. A vast majority of those affected by abortion and assisted by Planned Parenthood has been the black community, has been black women. And yet we turn a blind eye to all that and say, we're not racist. Well, if you're involved with Planned Parenthood or you're part of the machinery that has caused the black community to be so devastated by abortion in comparison to the white community, then maybe you are racist, even if you're out there with a sign advocating for abortion and condemning other people who you say are racist. We know that intelligence and competence are required for good leadership, but we have a dementia-ridden president who we can visually see and who we can listen to with our ears and know is cognitively impaired. But we make believe that what we see and what we hear isn't so, and we justify the cognitive dissonance. We know that there are two biological sexes. We know one of those two is a female. We know only the female sex can get pregnant and give birth. But we now allow people, even encourage children, to say they can choose any sex they want to be and, of course, call it gender. We allow them to mutilate their bodies. In some cases, we encourage and facilitate that happening. We allow toddlers to attend trans parades and participate, and we justify it all because the cognitive dissonance is too great to bear. We know that fentanyl and other illegal drugs are an epidemic in this country, but 
We tolerate open borders where the fentanyl and other illegal drugs flow into this country in unimaginable amounts. We ignore at the same time headlines and statistics such as more adults between the ages of 18 and 45 died of fentanyl overdoses in 2020 than COVID, motor vehicle accidents, cancer, and suicide. And we ignore other statistics that it was the number one cause of death in 18 to 45-year-olds in 2021 because say it with me, the cognitive dissonance is too much for us to bear. We know that Mark Zuckerberg stole the idea for Facebook from his two partners and cut them out of future profits. They even made a popular movie about the theft. But we live on Facebook and by so doing financially enrich him. A thief, a fraud, a betrayer of friendship. Cognitive dissidence at its best. We know social media is the bane of our existence, but we live on it. We rely on it. We form our reality around the fictions that are published to it. We know that the majority of our politicians are corrupt and greedy, but we keep electing the same ones over and over again. We know that it's much more likely that corrupt individuals in this country covered up gain-of-function research in Wuhan that led to SARS-2 creation. But (laughs) we allow people in the news who have a political agenda to tell us it could have been natural, created in nature, and then transmitted in bat soup at an open-air market. And we know that those same people who try to sell that to us lie to us more than they tell us the truth about anything. But we keep watching them nightly and we keep believing them. Here's where I'm going with all of this. The harm done by lying to someone else in your life is an inevitable breach of trust that will result in that relationship. But the harm done lying to ourselves is mental illness. Think about that again. The harm done by lying to yourself is mental illness. Why? Because cognitive dissonance, which requires lying to yourself, causes stress and anxiety. Think of the polygraph, right? A lie detector test. A lie detector test, a polygraph, doesn't actually detect lies. What it detects are the signs of stress that accompany telling lies. So by living with cognitive dissonance as if it's normal, which is what we're doing every day in almost every direction we look at, guess what? It's why we're so stressed. It's why we don't trust others. It's why we don't trust ourselves, because we don't do to others any more or less than we do to ourselves. And we're deceiving ourselves by living with cognitive dissonance in all of these areas where we know better, we believe better, we have certainty about these things, and yet we behave as if we don't know or believe or have certainty. What we need as individuals and as a nation is consistency between our attitudes and our behavior. 
Achieving that balance isn't always accomplished in a rational way. It gets accomplished to some degree by cognitive dissonance. You know, researchers have even found that there are differences in our brain activity during a state of cognitive dissonance. Brain scans actually show that decisions that are associated with high levels of cognitive dissonance elicit or can be seen to have created a visible electrophysiological signal in the prefrontal cortex of our brains, which is the area that monitors, ready for this, internal conflicts and mistakes. So if I can revisit that quickly, scientists have done studies that actually show the brain waves change when we are involved in cognitive dissonance. They show in the prefrontal cortex of our brains, which is the the more highly evolved portion of our brain. It's not our reptile brain. It's the more highly developed frontal cortex that in that area, they see signals that are telling them that that area that specifically monitors internal conflicts and mistakes is active during cognitive dissonance. We're affecting our brains literally around conflict and mistakes. Why? Because although we're justifying to ourselves in our minds that we are able to live with cognitive dissonance, it isn't true that we're able to live with it. We are destroying ourselves with it. The question becomes, how do you stop cognitive dissonance? And the answer is, stop lying to yourself. We all need to stop lying to ourselves. We need to stop making believe that men can have babies. We need to stop making believe that killing babies is okay. We need to stop believing that a dementia-ridden president is okay. We need to stop believing that spending more to get us out of debt is okay. We need to stop believing that We're not trying to influence not only the politics in Ukraine, but also the culture. Because whether or not you heard, Ukraine is now considering legislation that will recognize gender identity. Now, let me ask you a question. We just sent 60, what, billion dollars to Ukraine since the war started? These people are allegedly fighting for their lives and their very existence. And I don't doubt that they are. Russia has invaded. But if they are fighting for their lives and barely holding on, why in the world would they have the time, the inclination or opportunity to address gender identity? Unless the United States government had some terms on that money. And one of those terms was, we need you to address gender identity in your country because they need a one world government. They need a global order. They need to control everybody in the same way, ultimately. And when we make believe that we don't hear this news or that's not happening, that's cognitive dissonance, everybody. There was a lot of press over the 10-year-old girl in Ohio who was raped and had to go to, I think it was Indiana for the abortion. Because the pro-abortionists and even the president who used that story in two speeches this past weekend are making a big deal out of the horror that look at what the Dobbs case did. A raped 10-year-old couldn't get an abortion in her own state. Well, guess what? Today, 
The story really is that number one, she didn't need to leave Ohio because although Ohio has clamped down on abortions, they have exceptions, medical exceptions. And one of them would have been a 10 year old girl who had been raped. That's number one. That part of the story you either don't hear or don't want to hear because it creates cognitive dissonance because the other part of the story is the man who raped her is an illegal alien. I want to say this again. The man who raped her is an illegal alien. They have him now. He's not only an illegal alien, they don't even know of his real identity is who he says he is. He's in this country illegally, but we don't care about the Southern border, right? Because our government tells us it's secure. That's cognitive dissonance. The pro-abortionists are out there jumping up and down with signs and threatening Brett Kavanaugh and his family when they're having dinner or at least harassing them. But where are those people about an open border that allow in the kinds of criminals that do the kind of heinous activity that this illegal did to this poor 10-year-old girl? There's two parts to that story. One is the rape and the other is the illegal alien. And maybe the abortion, which by the way, she could have had in the state of Ohio, but it didn't fit the narrative, right? It doesn't fit the narrative. I want to tell you a story about cognitive dissonance and how it actually plays out. It's a personal story. It's about my parents. My parents had been married for almost 55 years when my father died. And my father was a very engaging, powerful figure. He was basically the starring role and she was the supporting actress in their lives, but supporting in a very critical way. When he died, my mother was 83 years old. I was very concerned about her because she went into a deep depression. She didn't seem to have much of a passion for life at that point. She had spent the majority of her life living with him. His business was in our home. So she was with him day and night for all of those 50, almost 55 years. And because I am both a lawyer and a metaphysician, because I am both left and right brain and an intuitive myself, I contacted a very highly evolved intuitive I know about the time my father died. And I said, I'm worried about my mother. Intuitively, are you getting any information that can be helpful? And the person said to me, if your mother is willing to confront the pug ugly part of herself, she'll live another 10 years. And if she doesn't, she won't live long at all, probably not six months. My mother lived to be 93. She lived almost to the day, 10 years after my father died. And she did so for the following reason, I am certain. In those 10 years, my mother pretty much faced a great deal of the self-deception she had inflicted upon herself throughout her marriage. My mother took responsibility for things she had denied responsibility for, for most of her life. My mother confronted her fears. My mother opened up about true feelings within herself in a way that I had never seen. My mother confronted her cognitive dissonance that she had lived with her entire life. And that psychic turned out to be right. My mother lived those 10 years because she, quote, faced the pug ugly part of herself, end quote, which I would now call cognitive dissonance. So I liken this to what I said about the scientific studies and what we know about the harm cognitive dissonance does to us. It shortens our lives. 
It affects adversely the quality of our lives. And I believe it is a foundational building block for the chaos that we're living in now, for the stress that we're suffering, and for at times the hopelessness that we feel. I wrote a book called The Questions God Will Ask, Prepping for the Final Exam. My book is on Amazon. It's on my website, carolgoldstein.com, and it's other places where you can get your books, whether they're ebook or paperback. In that book, I pose questions that you can ask yourself to know if you're living your highest life. I provide those questions around 12 fundamental principles, and I want to share one of them with you on this podcast today because it directly speaks to cognitive dissonance. And the principle is the principle of knowing, which I say is the highest form of cognition, meaning in this world, we can believe or trust what other people tell us, but what we experience ourselves, we know with certainty. And there's a power in knowing things with certainty. There's a power. It gives you energy to sustain yourself in otherwise challenging times. So the three questions that I pose are, one, have I forgotten the certainty with which I formed my idea and now am allowing doubt to shake its foundation? Number two, what is it that I'm certain of in this situation? And number three, Do I rely too often on what others and society says is true rather than relying upon my own learning? I think those three questions will go a long way to helping you end cognitive dissonance in your own life. You can find even more of them in my book. I think the book is incredibly helpful at this time in our lives because of what we're going through. It really helps you stay on track within your own life and within your own values and beliefs and principles. But particularly around cognitive dissonance, you need to be asking yourself the right question. So I would close with this. If you want to end the chaos in your own life, if you want to put cognitive dissonance down and not be tortured by it any longer, you need to do the following. Identify which values are yours and which values are someone else's. And if you're taking on someone else's values, then ask yourself, why? Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Friday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.